Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today in this wonderful and beautiful Friday morning. I know it's a bit rainy outside, but uh, nonetheless, it's still a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be my neighbor? Yes, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> and just like Mr. Rogers, I like you just the way you are. So that should make you happy today. And hopefully put a little smile in your face and a spring in your step. And uh, just uh, thank goodness we made it through to another day today. And let's use it for God's glory and to uh, serve him well today. Well, uh, of course, uh, I, you know, I always like to try to do a little brief commentary on uh, current events each morning before I dive into our devotional. Uh, of course, you know, uh, Obama is uh, probably will go down to history as the absolute worst president in our nation's history. And now he has proven himself to be the worst ex-president, <laughs> former president that we have ever seen. His disgusting uh, display uh, at a uh, during a eulogy at a funeral uh, is nothing more than a political uh, ploy uh, to garner votes because Sleepy Joe can't uh, do it on his own, so he's got to get big bad Obama to uh, uh, come in there and start running his mouth at a funeral. It's just uh, nauseating, uh, to say the least, and uh, uh, he, he was disgusting. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He's just a disgusting human being. And, uh, you know, this funeral wasn't about honoring a man's uh, life. Uh, it is uh, more than just a uh, political rally. You think he was the one running for president the way he's running his mouth. So uh, that uh, just really was a good big pill there to try to swallow down. <laughs> Listen to that mess. And, of course, everybody's throwing a hissy fit because uh, Trump said uh, uh, maybe we should delay uh, the election. Uh, you know, that's uh, to, uh, I can understand his point. I'm not saying that I agree with it, but uh, I understand his point because these these mail-in ballots have been proven fraudulent. Uh, they busted a guy. <laughs> several people for uh, for stuffing ballot boxes, uh, even even giving uh, a uh, ballot to a uh, dead cat. <laughs> so it is proven that, uh, it, that how fraudulent it can be. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, uh, we all know the liberals are going to lie, cheat, steal. They're going to do everything in their power to keep uh, Trump from uh, getting reelected. And if they can push these mail-in votes, well, well, yeah, they're going to uh, make it out like uh, uh, Trump didn't get the, the the amount of votes. I think unless you're military or somewhere that is, you know, that just you know you can't physically go to a poll uh, a polling place, then uh, uh, you shouldn't be allowed to do the mail-in. You should go to uh, somewhere and actually physically vote. And I think they'll eliminate everything. So I just, you know, if you can go to, you see all the people crowded at Lowe's and Walmart and everywhere else, if they can do that, they can take their fannies down here and vote. So uh, to me, I think that would just eliminate the whole deal. Unless you're uh, military or special extenuating circumstances, as they have been in the past, then you should have to go and physically vote. And uh, But I tell you, liberals are shady, man. If Trump gets reelected, I will be shocked. I hope and pray. That the outcome is good, but uh, it's, it's just proven. What uh, I think, uh, if nothing else, our president being in office has exposed 
these lying low-life liberals for what they are, uh, without a, without a doubt. But uh, but anyway, that's my uh, political commentary and opinions on uh, uh, this morning's uh, commentary. And it's just I know like a lot of you. The reason why I do these little commentaries because I know like a lot of you. Uh, I'm frustrated, I'm aggravated, I'm upset with what's going on in our world right now. And, uh, you know, I think it's good sometimes to kind of vent, get these things out, uh, and understand a lot of people that you're not alone. You know, am, am I wrong in feeling this way? Uh, should I not be thinking this? You know, I think as a general rule, I think everybody's upset and aggravated uh, with, with the whole ball of wax, what's going on right now. And uh, so it's normal. Uh, and so... Uh, you know, all we can do is pray. We know that God is in control, and no matter what the outcome is in the election, you know, look at this last election. Uh, they how they um, uh, cheated and uh, by giving Hillary the uh, questions even before the debates. How the uh, DNC, how all that was rigged. You know, all that stuff. They they thought they had it in the bag. Thought it was theirs, and that's when uh, Donald Trump did win the election, and that's when Hillary's head exploded hitting people, throwing stuff, cussing. They said she used words that make a sailor blush. But uh, the fact shows that even though they tried to cheat, God put in there who he wants in there. And if if uh, if things the election don't go the way many of us would like it to, we have to understand that God is in control and he's, only, he's allowing certain things to transpire before he returns. So keep that in mind. That even though we may be severely disappointed if it don't go the way we would like it to, uh, we have to understand that God is in control. So just keep that in mind and let's just stay the course, fight the good fight, and that's all we can do. All right. Well, with that said, I think it's a good time to stand and let us say the Pledge of Allegiance, my friends. Well, I stood up and there we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> for some reason when I was saying that pledge, it just popped in my head, uh, the uh, when I was in Air Force boot camp, uh, they would every morning you wake up to the revelry, you know, you know, that's how you would wake up every morning, uh, to uh, uh, to get the day going. I mean, you had to get up sometimes four or five o'clock, sometimes they keep you up all night doing stuff, you'd be dog tired and exhausted, but that's the point, they wanted to break you down, build you up. Then every night they would play taps, and when they played taps, I, I don't know, it just um. It was so somber, uh, you know. I don't know. I guess maybe where we were away from home. A lot of people missing their families, and um, but I don't know. For me, I mean, yeah. I mean, I miss my family and and, and wanted to to be home. But um, it was uh, when I hear that taps, it just makes me think of all the the men and women who fought and died. Uh, or gave a lot, you know, a lot, you know, you see a lot of people who've lost arms and legs and, and uh, crippled uh, for life uh, to fight for this country, uh, for what it holds, uh, the ideology, uh, our freedom, our liberties. And it's so sad to see the state of affairs when you see the chaos in our country, uh, these little snots that don't have a clue. And uh, whenever I hear that, I don't know why, I just... I can't help but think about our nation's history 
and how uh, so many uh, gave so much. And uh, uh, it's really a sad state of affairs that uh, we're seeing what we're seeing in our country right now. It's, it's not that we're gaining more freedom, we're losing freedom. And uh, it is beyond tolerance. It is uh, it's just, you know, what, what can I get out of this? How can I get more? You know, it is, uh, uh, we're losing liberty. We're losing freedom. And uh, that's a sad thing. Uh, in fact, um, I was reading a really good, it was a long, long uh, article, but it was a good one. I was reading yesterday from uh, John MacArthur, and uh, he's talking about the uh, making a stand where some of these states, or particularly in California, are wanting to close these churches. And, uh, and how that, you know, they don't have the right uh, to encroach upon our religious liberties. And he said, you know, when, like a lot of churches, all of us, you know, we, we shut down temporarily, again, emphasis on temporarily, because we didn't know the full extent of this virus. We were in compliance with what the government was trying to explain to us. We have older parishioners and people we have to think, take care of and think about. And so we had to do that. But uh, for them to say that to indefinitely close our doors, that is a true encroachment upon our religious rights and liberties and freedoms. And so we do have to fight back against something like that. And because uh, when you can have uh, riots and protest and clubs and Walmart gatherings, you know, and that's okay, but church isn't, that's when we have to try to, we have to make a, a stern stand uh, and fight back against those things. And, and I'm telling you, more pastors need to stand up, start speaking out against these kind of atrocities, or they will continue to get worse. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, read our scripture this morning. Uh, if you have your Bibles handy, we're going to look at uh, Psalm 22, verses 1 through 2. Uh, but either way, I have it available so you can read along. Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from, my, from the words of my roaring. Verse 2, O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. As we Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, I think I'm going to get a t-shirt with that said on it. Bless this reading in the area of two hearts, Vic Young. I think I, I think I'd make a cool T-shirt. I may have to get that put on there. You know, when it comes to um, living in this fallen world, uh, we all have to uh, deal with pain. We have to deal with suffering. We have to deal with these sorts of things. Uh, it is not fun. Uh, you know, it is. Uh, nobody just wakes up each morning and says, "Boy, I hope I get some pain today." You know, it is. Uh, you know, the older I get, uh, the uh, face more and more physical challenges. I can't uh, run as fast as I once could. I can't jump off a of high things like I once could. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things I'm finding that I'm slowly being limited. In fact, there's even foods that uh, I can't even enjoy anymore, you know, because of acid reflux and things like that. And uh, 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 getting older is not for the weak, that is for sure. And of course, I'm compared to some, I'm still considered young and uh, compared to others, I'm considered old. So it just depends where you fall in that uh, in that area. But uh, a lot of us have to deal with physical pain, health issues, emotional pain, spiritual pain, and um, you know, as a result, a lot of people want to question uh, the um, the authority or uh, the existence uh, of God. And um, it is uh, uh, you see a lot a lot of people become atheists or agnostics. Uh, it's because uh, they see pain and suffering 
and therefore they, they question uh, the reality of God and his existence. Uh, a lot of people, and not all, but a lot of people uh, become atheists uh, because uh, uh, you know, maybe they had a prayer for a loved one, and, and uh, that prayer wasn't answered in the way they wanted it to, and that loved one died, or the outcome didn't come, uh, present itself in the way they wanted to, so they think they're hurting God by denying him. But here's the things we need to look at. Uh, if uh, when we look at evil, all right, it is uh, we have to understand that if there's you know let's we'll, we'll put it we'll back up just a little bit. When uh, you know at what point does morality play uh, in our suffering and pain? At what point do we say you know, this is moral or immoral in regards to our pain and suffering? Where, where do we? Uh, get that at all right. You know, when we look at evil, we we see you know, there has to be the antithesis that of good. Uh, if there is good, then that means there has to be a moral law, and if there's a moral law, then that means there has to be a moral law giver. All right, does that make sense? I mean, to me, that makes complete sense. If what what defines good, what defines evil? How do we determine uh, that this is uh, uh, you know this is bad or this is good? There has to be you know. Again, there has to be some sort of of, of, of moral law. There's no way, you know, you have to be able to, you know, what defines good and evil, all right? I'll get to that here in a second. And so when you look at that, we look at pain, we look at suffering, it can actually point us towards God. Because, you know, if for the uh, pantheist or or someone of another, you know, religion of, of such, it can, uh, it's going to blow their, their thinking out of the water. Uh, when you look at, uh, at a theist, it supports what we are beliefs and what we're trying to look at. You know, there is a condition out there that is known as congenital, let's see, I think it's called congenital insensitive, let's see, let's see, congenital sensitive, yeah, congenital insensitive pain, hydrogenies, uh, uh, I think that's what it's called. Don't hold me to that, but I think it's SIPA is the acronym for that. But anyway, the point is, uh, uh, is that um, it, it means you can't feel any pain, and you know, and it may be um, a uh, at first glance you may think, man, that would be great not to be able to feel any pain. You know, particularly when you're dealing with a lot of aches and pains, like a lot of other people. But when you look at the uh, uh, the flip side of that. The, an individual who fights and deals with that, uh, the, that kind of condition, they could put their hand on a hot uh, eye of a stove and they could blister, burn their hand up, and they wouldn't even feel it or know it. They could have a severe injury that could cost them their lives and not realize it. They could twist an ankle, break a leg. I mean, they, they and so there, in fact, there's a, a stories where uh, parents have actually prayed, let my child feel pain. Now, in a vacuum, if you were to, to hear that and say, oh my gosh, what parent would want their child to feel pain? But when you look at the, uh, from the from the broad view of that, uh, and then not in a vacuum, you understand as to why the dangers of not being able to feel pain. And when you have pain and when you have suffering, it points you to God because you understand how finite our lives are, how how short our lives are. And it, it, it points us to a dependence upon Christ Jesus. That's when we can say, you know, it's like Jesus Christ, he knew pain. He felt pain. He, he endured more pain than any of us could ever possibly imagine when he was whipped, when he was nailed to a cross. And just like we see, see here in Psalm 22, 
He said of the cross, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And so even you know, when Christ uh, yelled that out, because the, where he took on the sin of the world, his own father, God, cannot look upon him. So Jesus Christ understands our pain. Jesus Christ understands our suffering. You know, some people say, well, why does bad things happen to good people? Well, that's the problem. There are no good people. And you're like, Matt, that's horrible. How could you say that? I'm I'm a good person. I go to church. I read my Bible. I give to charities. And, and, uh, and all, you know, you can list a whole uh, litany of things uh, of saying as to why you think you are a good person. But remember, there are no good people. What does Jeremiah tells us? Man's heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? All right? So we are inherently wicked, selfish, prideful people. And that, um, uh, so that's why we are in need of a Savior. See, that's a problem with a lot of people in this world. They think because they are good, they do good things, they're automatically going to get into heaven. And nothing can be further from the truth. Unless you confess your sins, understand what Jesus Christ's atoning work on the cross did, accept him as your personal Lord and Savior, knowing that he rose from the again, rose from the grave, that uh, uh, that's the only way you're going to gain entrance into heaven. No amount of goodness will get you in there. See, that's a lie from the pits of hell. That's a lie from the devil himself. Is people, good people will be in hell because they think their works will not allow them in there. In fact, uh, uh, the Daily Devotional I shared on Facebook this morning talked about uh, works and righteousness. You know, it's not that our works are getting us into heaven, but because of our love for Jesus Christ, we produce good works. We want to do those good things. But those good works will not grant us that entrance. It's only through that uh, that profession of a confessing of our sins and understanding who Jesus Christ is will we and will enter into uh, the gates of heaven. And so that's why we have to, you know, that's why the, our, our goodness, just throw that out the window, all right? The only, the only thing good in us is Christ alone. And so that's why we have to understand what Jesus Christ did on that cross. He took on the sins of the world. He took on those sins so that we can have life eternal. Give up your life so he can give you life eternal. And, um, you know, so... Uh, when it comes to pain, when it comes to suffering, you know, that's why we have to be, have complete, total, and under depend, uh, utter dependence upon God. There's a lot of people who deal with things that most of us will, will never have a clue. I mean, born with uh, congenital heart defects or uh, uh, with severe handicaps. Uh, you know, it's sad to know that um, Hitler in World War II, uh, that he would gather up uh, individuals, particularly those with down syndrome uh, special needs and uh, he would have them murdered because uh, you know he'd have them killed because he didn't think they were again of the superior race and that is heartbreaking you know we can't you know there's there's those out there when you push abortion you also are pushing euthanasia and that, that falls on the category of those who are elderly that they feel that are of no use anymore and those with uh, special needs that they 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 people feel that uh uh, their life is of no value, but you cannot put that value on their lives. I've worked in the Dawn of Hope. I've worked in other agencies working with those with special needs. I've worked in the school systems with those with special needs. I have a, a very uh, strong, uh, just a, a real heart uh, for these individuals. They can be the most loving individuals that you can ever work with. They have a way of looking at life that uh, you only wish you could look at. They are they are special indeed. They are, and uh, uh, but now not always. Now <laughs> I've worked with a couple that, uh, uh, in fact, one I can't remember what it was. He wanted he wanted something 
But I couldn't give it to him. And buddy, he went up there and trashed his room, threw stuff. He's a big old guy too, buddy. I thought, man, if he gets a hold of me, he'll kill me, you know. And I had another one uh, at the Dawn of Hope. It's time to get on the buses. And uh, he just sat on the floor. And I said, I, I said, man, come on, we got to get on the bus, you know. And he sat there and said, no, no. And I, I got down kind of, you know, where he could see me. And I said, now, come on, we, we got to get on the bus, buddy. He reared back. Punched me right in the face. Well, the next day he came up. He said, I'm sorry. I love you. And uh, uh, you will never understand, you know, uh, sometimes I don't think a lot of us will never understand that genuineness, that kind of love that these individuals have. So you can't put uh, a value uh, on someone else's life and what they can do, and what they're capable of. Look at uh, King Members. In fact, I got his book here. Uh, he's a he's speaker. He doesn't have any arms or legs. And uh, uh, King Members' name, I want to say he's from Australia, but I'm not sure about that. But he's got a uh, tremendous testimony. You know, we don't understand why we may have to suffer or go through pain in this life. But one thing's for sure if we're going to place some sort of moral attitude in regards to pain, of this isn't fair, this is wrong. Again, if you look at evil, then, then you have to say that something is good. So if there's evil, there's good. If there's good, there's a moral law. If there's a moral law, there's a moral law giver. And that points to Jesus Christ. That points to God Almighty. And so even though we may not understand it, we know the one that gives us the ability to endure and to persevere. We know the one that helps us to keep pushing forward, and that is Jesus Christ. Remember, the sufferings of this world are only temporary. You know, it may seem like an, an eternity, but it's only temporary. And for those who have given their hearts to Jesus Christ, we get to live in eternity with God Almighty. We get to live in eternity with Jesus Christ. And we get to live in a place with no more suffering, no more sorrow. We'll never have to lose another person. We'll have to deal with any more aches or pains. We'll have a peace that surpasses all understanding. We'll have a love that is beyond anything we can ever imagine. And all those who have dealt with handicaps all their lives will be made whole. So that's what we get to look forward to. Even though things stink sometimes, even though we don't feel like life is fair sometimes, and it isn't. But that's because we live in a fallen world, because one man has sinned, sin entered the world. And that's why we have suffering. That's why we have pain. That's why we have these things. We see this pain and suffering as a result of sin. We see the ugliness of sin in this world. But one day we get to see the beauty of heaven. So when you get down, when you get discouraged, when you're dealing with these situations, when you get a grim diagnosis, it's not to minimize that pain. It's not to minimize that sorrow. It's not to minimize what you're going through by no stretch of the imagination. But I'm trying to point you to the one who will give you the ability to endure, to keep pushing forward, and that will bring you healing. Whether it's on this side of heaven or on the other side, you will be healed. So just keep your eyes focused on Jesus. And no matter what any doctor says, God has, uh, no matter who you are, all right, we have a birth date and we have a death date. And so it doesn't matter, you know, what the doctor says. You're not going anytime, any sooner than when God has appointed. So just keep your eyes on the Lord. Let your joy be full and keep fighting the good fight, my friends. Let's have a word of prayer. Oh, uh, Angie Oliver says unspoken prayer request. Yes, Angie, we will definitely uh, keep that in mind. Let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much uh, for your grace, your goodness, your mercy. And Lord, uh, we just want to uh, come before you today. And I know there's a lot of people who are dealing with a lot of pain, whether it be emotional or spiritual or physical. 
Lord, I pray that you bring healing, and I pray that you will give strength, and that you provide peace for each and every one of these individuals. And uh, Lord, I know that uh, uh, Angie was um, uh, offered up an unspoken prayer of concern. I pray that you'll answer her prayer uh, according to your will. And Lord, uh, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, uh, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, just pray, please be with this nation. Bring healing, bring peace. Pray that you'll touch the hearts and minds of the people of this nation before it's too late. Lord, be with our police officers. Let them, Lord, Lord know, please let them know that they are loved, needed, and are appreciated. Uh, by so many, Lord, far more than what the media would have you to have people to think. And Lord, I pray that um, uh, you'll be with our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson, you bring healing upon him and his wife, Thelma. Pray that you be with Wendy Lee and Kim Penix and Robert. And pray that you be with the Freeman family and as they're dealing with this loss. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with uh, Linda Feathers and Dave Feathers, Ginger Hood, Troy Hood. Uh, Lord, I pray that. Uh, I'd be with Talena Greer and uh, this young man from Daniel Boone, Nate, that you bring healing upon him and guidance. And Lord, I pray to be with our president, give him the proper wisdom, knowledge, and understanding during these very difficult times. And Lord, uh, protection about him and his family. We thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always an honor and a pleasure to get to do these. Uh, as always, little uh, selfless... Um, <laughs> <laughs> promotion here if you want to share these devotions on social media your friends or family can find me at dr young 77 if they do not do uh social media if you have friends or family don't do social media they can find me on the website here at flbconline.com or on youtube at dr matthias young and as always if you haven't already sign up and subscribe to the dr young chronicles podcast on apple itunes free of charge audio only but you can listen to all the uh uh, devotions and all the sermons uh, there on uh, the podcast. So, well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. Mm -hmm.